You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. It is April. Can you even believe it? I cannot, but here we are. We are going to be talking about spring cleaning your Pinterest marketing because it is that time of year and it is spring. Most of us are motivated to clean, get a fresh start, open the windows and let in all the new air that is for your Pinterest marketing and even your overall marketing. So we want to spring clean. We want to get rid of the clutter and we want to take a few steps to freshen things up. So to support your efforts in this spring clean, I'm going to give you some tips and some things to think about in this podcast. But our team also has two ways for you, for us to help you. One is if you're not a DIY kind of person, we are offering 20% off our Pinterest account deep cleans and builds during the month of April. If you go to simplepinmedia.com, the link will be below in your podcast app. You will see the code to get that discount on the top of the site. However, if you are the DIY kind of person, we have our new Pinterest account deep clean guide in our shop at simplepinshop.com. You will see that there in the link below as well. But first, before we get into spring cleaning your Pinterest marketing, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the new AI Pinterest marketing solution called Pin Generator. And this is a first for us, but we are excited about Pin Generator. I have met with the owner. He's pretty cool. So are you tired of spending hours creating new pins for your Pinterest marketing strategy? Enter Pin Generator. It's a website that can automate your Pinterest marketing for you. So the coolest thing about Pin Generator is that it uses advanced AI, which is all the internet is buzzing about right now. It is everywhere. And a unique template design system to automatically create new pins for you with a brand new image, new pin title, and new description. Yep, you heard that right. You don't have to do a thing. It'll even schedule your pins to your choice of board so that you can just set it and forget it. With Pin Generator, you'll continuously generate new pins without lifting a finger. And let's be real, who doesn't love that? Plus, it frees up your time to focus on other important aspects of your business. Now, before you ask, yes, Pin Generator is an approved Pinterest marketing tool and uses the Pinterest API. I asked that exact same question myself. So why not give Pin Generator a try and experience the power of AI-driven automation for your Pinterest marketing? Trust me, you won't regret it. So click below in your podcast app and you will see the link to go to Pin Generator. Okay. Back to today's episode, where we are tackling the most important question of how do I spring clean my Pinterest marketing? So first, I want to let you know that probably twice a year, you should be doing what we call you push the reset button and conduct a social media audit. I just did one back in January, and it was so enlightening. It completely revolutionized the way that we allocate our time. And all last year, we were really allocating a lot of our time towards Instagram. And we pulled back the curtain and we looked at data. We went, oh, that is not where we want to spend our time. So we want to. We started to ask the hard question of what do all these pieces and parts um, do for our business? What role do they play? And Pinterest is by far our, large, our largest traffic driver and by far our biggest social media platform that we use 
for marketing. So the question was like, okay, what role does this play for us? How much time are we putting in? Um, What does it tell us? So I want to walk through a series of things that we've done, but also some things that we've heard that I want to talk about addressing those kind of ideas about Pinterest and the role it plays in your marketing. So first, one of the things that we heard in the last half of 2022, which was pretty tough for a lot of people, is that they were pulling back on their budgets and saying, I really need to give up on Pinterest during this time and put my money back into marketing. Pinterest is marketing. It is a way to get in front of a different type of audience than all the other. I often say that Pinterest is in the bucket of YouTube and Google. People approach it with questions, with intent, and they're cold to you. They're looking for a solution and an answer. They're not really looking for your brand. Whereas they approach Instagram and TikTok and even Facebook as a way to get close to you, which you are the first kind of intent. They're interested in you. They're following for your recipes or they're following for your content or your products, right? So we use them not either or, but as a both and. Because one can fuel your cold marketing and one can fuel your warm marketing. So when we hear the statement, I'm going to give up on Pinterest to put my money back into marketing, you already were putting your money into marketing. Pinterest is a tool. And I would argue it is the best marketing tool out there right now if driving traffic and conversions is number one for you. Because when we look at all the data, we look at the reality across all the different niches, and we have worked with so many different accounts. I say 700, which it is around that ballpark, but it actually could be a lot more. And what we have seen, Google Pinterest vie for number one and number two on almost every single business. I know there are outliers out there, but it takes it doesn't take the massive amount of followers that you need on Instagram to move people to your website. It doesn't take much and it doesn't take a lot of time. So what I want to say, it, what I want you to take away from that is it is a part of your whole structure and it still works. I know there's a lot of people who have used Pinterest probably from 2015, 16, 17. They're pretty seasoned and they're like, Pinterest has changed. Well, yeah, TikTok has even changed in the last two years, right? Those people who grew tremendously are probably not getting the same stats that they're getting today. Same with Google, everywhere has changed, right? This is just the reality that we live in. It would be like somebody saying, man, I'm not getting calls out of the yellow pages. Well, duh, like it's changed, right? So what I want you to think about with that is Pinterest is one part and a powerful part of driving traffic and conversions. So you need to allocate your time appropriately. And that's what we did. We looked at our social media stats and Google Analytics and we said, Google's number one, Pinterest is number two. Then, and Google's not social, but we wanted to see overall. Then we drill down to social, Pinterest is number one, and then it falls off a cliff. I mean, we're talking, looking at 20,000 sessions, and then the next one is Facebook at like 4,000 sessions. And a lot of that was because we had our membership on Facebook probably nine months out of last year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. And then after that, it was Instagram. And then it was YouTube. And YouTube had, we'd only been investing in it for five months, and it had the same amount of clicks as Instagram. And so we had this aha moment where we went, oh, we have been spending all this time 
creating Instagram reels, trying to be clever and funny and use a trending audio and jump through all the hoops, right? And we said, we're not going to create that way anymore. We're going to go back to our questions that are coming from our listeners, coming from our readers, coming from our community, and we're going to answer those and we're going to put it on Pinterest first. We're going to create for Pinterest first and we're going to create for YouTube second. Instagram gets third, which means we're going to allocate our hours differently. But even with that, Pinterest per week maybe is around three hours a week for us, as opposed to the 10 to 12 we were spending on Instagram. Now, I'm not going to diminish the DMs that can happen on Instagram. We do like that. There is a closer connection. But again, that's for a warm audience. We are looking to use Pinterest for our cold audience, where we can grow our email list, we can get more shop sales, and we can begin to create a connection with the user over there once they sign up for our Pinterest Made Simple weekly newsletter. And once we did that, it was like magic happened. We had a fresh start, we had a fresh perspective, and we had a new vision for why we were doing what we were doing. And then... We looked at our time and we said we were spending two hours trying to create like six Instagram reels. Last time, Tabby, who's my social media manager, the two of us got together. We created nine videos for Pinterest for the idea pins that will also be repurposed into YouTube shorts in 45 minutes. We we got laser focused on what we were doing because the stats told us where we needed to go. And the reason we look at our stats is it's like this true north guide for us. We have a great older episode about data with Jennifer Graeb. It's so great. And that data tells the story and it removes the emotion, right? So that's how we reallocated our time. We're going to focus on Pinterest first. We are going to focus a little bit on Facebook, but not a lot. And then, um, well, it's Pinterest, YouTube, and then I'm heavily focused on LinkedIn for the agency side and then um, Instagram, Facebook. We don't do TikTok. If you are looking to do something very similar, one, go into Google Analytics and look at your social traffic. I know Google Analytics is changing. We're going to get some episodes for you coming up. We're going to talk about this whole switch to G4 which nobody likes. We use Google Data Studio, which is now called Looker. And if you've seen the new name Bard for AI, and I know it comes from a Shakespeare thing, but come on, you guys, Bard. Chat GPT rolls off the tongue easier and it's more boring (laughs) than Bard. Anyway, I digress. So you're going to go in there and you're going to see if traffic and conversion is really important to you. Where are your people coming from? Okay, that's number one. Number two, how much time am I spending on each of these platforms for a particular result? So am I jumping through the Instagram hoops and am I watching everything the Adam guy from Instagram puts out every Thursday? It's a photo sharing platform and now it's a video sharing platform. Now it's a photo share. Like I get whiplash every Thursday. If that you feel like that too, do you need to reallocate your time somewhere else? And then number three, look at your account with fresh eyes. Does it speak to your brand? Does it need a refresh? If you are somebody who is coming from outer space and you don't know anything about this particular, your particular brand, would you get it? Would, you, would it make sense? 
you want to make sure that the image at the top reflects you, the profile image reflects you, the profile description, and the board names. Those board names are so, so important. We have 175 episodes. That's an exaggeration, but we have quite a bit on how to keyword for Pinterest. It's very, very important to the algorithm. And if you're not doing that, then Pinterest doesn't know where to put your content. In fact, next week's episode, the one coming up, 328, we're going to talk a lot about the AI features within Pinterest and how they read the text on the images. That is a very important part to keywording. So it could be that you need to update some of your images as well. Now, I want to address this question that I get a lot. People come to me and they said, they say to me, do I need fresh pins? I want to give a little context for those who have been around a while and maybe those who are new. If you are new, don't worry about the fresh pin ideas. Just don't worry about it. If you are not new and you remember this, back in 2019, Pinterest did a live on Facebook where they said, we just want you to create fresh stuff. Why don't you create new stuff for the platform? And they use that term fresh pin. And they said, these new pins that hit the platform are so valuable. We look at the keyword data. We look at that. We prioritize those. Okay. Everybody then took that and they asked like, can it, is a new image mean it's a fresh pin? Yes. And then everybody went crazy. And we had a lot of clients who said, I'm only going to create new images. And they created 750 images for one post. Again, I'm exaggerating, but they did like 25, sometimes even 50. That is not an exaggeration. And what happened was that they stopped creating new content. And I heard this great stat, and I think it applies to Pinterest as as well, but it was about SEO. SEO is 60% updating the old and 40% moving forward with the new. I love that ratio. That is not a hard and fast ratio. Please don't quote that this is the like way to do it, but it's a good mindset. I want to do a little bit of the old and a little bit of the new because when people did only all old, they stopped feeding the Pinterest machine and the machine needs new content. It needs brand new stuff and you can't manipulate it into just doing just an image. So people will still come to me and they'll say, what about this fresh pin thing? What I said at the conference that I was at at Tastemaker in March is just take it and remove the language. And I want you to think of how you can create new content for Pinterest so that it can be added in a way that serves your end user. And when you get to this thing where you're creating 25 new images to hit the fresh goal, you're not serving your end user. You're not learning what they like. You're not learning what they're clicking on, what they're saving. You're not asking yourself that question. How do I serve the person who's going to click on my pin or buy my product? And that is why I really rail against this whole notion that is from a long time ago of fresh pins. I want you just to be thinking about creating new pins, but not always to kick in the algorithm. Because I'll tell you, in a lot of our data, we did um, some studies to see like which pin took off. Is it the first one? Is it the second one? Is it the third one? And we found across all the different niches, it's different. Sometimes it's the first one. And we do agree that the first pin that hits the platform has the most value. But then sometimes the second and the third one can take off. I have gone on a massive like roundabout rabbit trail that looks like a hiking trail up a mountain. I'm going to bring it back around. 
what I want you to take away from all that I just said, and if you're new to Pinterest and I've just completely overwhelmed you and blown your mind, the only thing I want you to think about is getting really good at creating great images for your person, not for Pinterest. And I think any good marketer creates for their end user, not for the platform. So if you find yourself getting caught up in that, pull back from it and say, how am I focusing on my end user? What are they like? What do they don't like? What are they clicking on? What are they saving? And does my account really serve them in that way? Because that's your Pinterest marketing. That's how you add to this whole suite of options that you have to really leverage and grow your brand. So I apologize for my um, diatribe there, but I'm really passionate about it because what I think can happen along a lot of times is that people get really overwhelmed and they come to me and they say, Pinterest feels so overwhelming. And my first thought is, it really doesn't have to be. And truthfully, it's really not. If you took away Instagram and TikTok from our suite of marketing options for the rest of my business life, I would be so happy. It would be amazing because I could just really focus on the ones with people who had high intent and I could serve them and answer their questions instead of jumping through the hoops of the algorithm. And that's what I don't like about Instagram is it it just makes me feel like I'm playing a game. And in essence, we are a little bit. And I'm not going to say that Pinterest doesn't have that gamified element to it. But I just really want people to think about their end user. So this went a little bit of a different direction than I thought I was going to go. But the main vein is let's pause. Let's audit. Let's see, is this still serving your business in the way you need to serve uh, your people? Is it still giving you conversions? And are you in it for the long haul? Maybe you just started on Pinterest in January and we're already at April. Keep going. Keep going. Pinterest is a long-term investment. We're talking six, nine, 12 months. All righty. If you have more questions and you, if you w- would love to connect with us, you can DM us on Instagram. That is our favorite part. We love connecting with you. If you want to see how our Pinterest account is set up, you can go to pinterest.com slash simplepinmedia. It's one word. Uh, a lot of people have asked us questions lately about how we're leveraging idea pins. I know idea pins are getting links for some people. They're not getting links for others. But how we're really leveraging the video piece on Pinterest. So you can go check that out. Alrighty, thanks so much for listening to today's episode about spring cleaning your Pinterest marketing. I hope it was motivating for you. I hope it was encouraging. And if you have any more questions or you need more help, don't forget if you need us to do it for you at our agency, we are offering 20% off our Pinterest account deep cleans and builds throughout the month of April, 2023. Go to simplepinmedia.com. And if you are the DIY kind of person, you love to clean up a good Pinterest account watching Netflix or Disney Plus, you can get that by going to simplepinshop.com. Alrighty. Thanks, everybody. Happy spring. Happy spring.